this place that you've not been with us. You've been with us fully, wholly, completely, not distracted. You've given us your attention. You've given us of your spirit in its fullness. There is no service here that we've not seen you. No matter what happens, no matter the distractions, once we settle, you always make yourself whole. We thank you. We just want to appreciate you. Despite so many things that have gone on, you've stuck with us. You've stayed with us. Thank you for the blessings upon the lives of your people. Thank you for the first service. Thank you for the power in prayer. Thank you for what you're about to do. Thank you for the exams that is coming up. We give you thanks already because we know you have done all things well. Behold, the scripture says he maketh everything beautiful in his time. We thank you for everything is beautiful because it is time. It is time for our exams, therefore it's going to be beautiful. It is time for every different levels of promotion, so it is going to be beautiful. For he maketh everything beautiful in his time. And thank you, thank you for the spirit that is out already to cause your people to understand your word. And we pray, despite the limitation of human language, despite the limitation of time, we ask that lives be blessed, lives be changed. Let there be a move, let there be healing, let there be deliverances, let there be impartation, let there be the anointing. Let no one here return the same way they came. Thank you. In Jesus' blessed name we pray. Amen and amen. If you are happy to be in God's presence, put your hands together for God as you have your seat. Thank you so much, Chapel of Praise. Thank you so much, Mama chaplain thank you so much the executives and the leadership every one of you thank you for always giving me this privilege to stand before you i'm blessed always today um, thank god so much for yada generation choir can you celebrate them hallelujah um that song is, is a very it's a very anointed song and it's delivered by anointed vessels you know, um, one of the things I've always wanted you guys to know is that there is an anointing upon you. You might not realize that, and I wouldn't blame you, but there is an anointing. Praise God. There's an anointing upon this choir. Whether you say hallelujah or not, it's, the anointing is not going to take permission from you. There's an anointing upon this choir. Yes, it has been there right from when we were here, and I'm grateful to God that it's still here. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, if you follow very well, you discover that the day it appears like there are few is the day the anointing is made manifest mightily because it doesn't consist of number, it's an anointing. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, in fact, some of you might not be away, but the last song that was taken on Friday's Power of Praise concert, it was composed by one of the praise team members. Praise God. Yes. Had it been, was, um, we didn't have a lot of time spent already, would have loved to bring that to your attention. And you see, one thing about the anointing, uh, you know, we don't value the anointing sincerely. And it's because of ignorance. The truth is, God will not do anything where his anointing is not there. God will not. I mean, you struggle, you struggle, you labor. And if you're a minister, you understand that anointing, yes, it's, it's very important. God will not do anything where his anointing is not present. Even Jesus functioned by the anointing. The Bible says how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth and went about doing good, healing all that were sick and oppressed. For God was with him. Acts 10 verse 38. There is nothing that God will do if there is no anointing present. And the anointing is upon the other generation choir. 
And I'm praying that that anointing will continually be on the increase in the name of Jesus the Christ. I said it will always be on. The people I'm even praying for are not interested. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, in this place and in this house, I, I said that to say that today is not a day for that song. Hallelujah. Because I try so much as possible to just close my ear so we can go. Today is not a day for that song. Today I'm going to do that thing that they call the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. The spirit will be subject in Jesus' name. Amen. It's not a day for that song. Sing that song on a day that we have. Yeah? Exam is not tomorrow. And then you know that there is something called the anointing and there is a move that can come out of the anointing. Praise God. Alright, I want to just talk to you in a few minutes about dominion. Preserved for dominion in destiny. We are preserved. We are preserved for dominion in destiny. We are preserved for dominion in destiny. Anticipating the move of God. The move of God. I'm expecting. Anticipating the move of God. I'm Blind eyes open, cities and regions change. I believe we receive a and regions will be changed if we move in the anointing. He said, I believe that I will see cities and regions change. There is an army of God, of world changers that can arise if they understand that it is dependent on the move of God in the season. You see, the problem in, in the in, uh, problem, one of the challenges I've discovered among believers is what Mama was just speaking about is short sightedness. We see so little, we don't think big, we don't think high. Our imaginations are one of the things that has limited God so far. And that's, I believe that cities and blind eyes can be opened, the lame can walk, cities and regions can be changed by you and I. If we understand that that is the primary reason that we were preserved. That's the reason that we were preserved. You see, most times, one time I took a teaching and I was teaching on limiting mindsets and limiting patterns. It limits God so much. You will not understand. Because God will never be able to do anything in a man's life. Only that which is permitted by that man's mind. It is only that which is permitted by that man's mind. Most times we come from backgrounds that we struggle so much. We struggle to believe also. That even when the limitations has been lifted. Even when deliverance has been taken away. The limitations left the spirit realm. And it came into our mind. When God gives us deliverance from the spirit realm. The mental deliverance is no more a function of God. It's a function of our own dependency upon revolution. 
And that's why the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, it said, but be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind. It is your responsibility to be transformed from limiting mindset and patterns. That I am not just, I might come from the back, I might come from the village, but my destiny is not meant for the village. Cities and regions changed. Cities and regions changed. So many mentalities, so many believers are like the elephant that was taken when it was small to a circus. It was tied to a little peg, a small peg. And then the elephant, when it was very little, few days old, tried to break free from that peg. He couldn't find the ability, the strength to break free because it was still small. So whenever the elephant went to a certain length, it goes and discovers that when it gets to where a certain place, a certain perimeter, that that's the only place he can go because of the peg that is holding him. So he will go, come back, go to this side, the peg will hold him, move. So he now understood that there is a circumference within which it is permitted to operate. And so it will stay within that circumference. Do you know that five years later, 10 years later, 15 years later, the elephant became the biggest animal in the circus. It became so huge that it, it, its body can be described to be a wall. It became so huge that it can bring down a building. But that elephant still moved within that circumference. It never tried once to break free from the peg because it tried it many times when it was small. And that limitation, the strength of that peg is not in that ability of the peg. The strength of that peg is in his mind. It has held him in his mind. And he couldn't break free again. You see, go home. If you were small, if you were someone that was very, you know, very inquisitive like me, if you were someone that loved varieties like me, you would carry a crayfish nylon. Keep it. Let a, a fly eh, enter. And then you catch it inside the nylon. Have you tried that before? So many of you have not tried it. You know, you were born in, you were born in Lagos and Abuja. It's okay. Now, one, an experiment was performed one time. They kept a can. They kept a can and they caught a fly inside the can and they covered the can. The fly tried to break free out of the can. Every time it tries to fly out, it will hit his head on the ceiling. It will hit his head on the cover. It will hit his head on the cover. And he tried it many times. Couldn't break free. Do you know that after a certain time, the cover was removed. But whenever the fly comes to where the cover was, it will go back down. It didn't try again. You know why? The cover was removed physically, but the cover was still there in its mind. It was removed physically. We never believed it. That's how so many of us are. We are preserved for dominion in destiny. We are preserved for dominion in destiny. That's the truth. That's the truth. And that's why we trivialize revelations in this place. That's one of the things that I, I was praying for for today's service. Was that let these people understand what is available. Help them to receive. We trivialize revelations in this place. We talk about angelic assistance. And 14 days we were in prayers. Morning and evening. And so many people right now about to enter into their exams. They are more conscious of the fear, the ability of Satan to stop them than the consciousness of angels that they prayed for three months ago that is willing to help them pass that exams. They are more conscious of Satan. If I want to know who you are more conscious of, I only need to look at your heart. If it is fear, you are more conscious of Satan. If it is faith, then you are more conscious of God. 14 days, praying morning and evening, fasting and inclusive. An angelic assistance was recorded among this place. And then how many people are still believing God for that till today? We trivialize revelations a lot. We just, it just uh, it's one of those things. Today is Sunday service. Let's go to church. They will teach us now. We'll copy notes and we'll go home. 
then no remembrance, no reminder. And that's the sad situation of so many people. If Hannah was like us, we wouldn't have had a Samuel today. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 1, Hannah always, he said, he went to Shiloh as before time. Normally, she would go to Shiloh every year. Ask God for a child, nothing changed. And she never bothered about thinking, what is wrong? What am I not doing right? Until one particular Shiloh, she now decided to drop. Many times, she will be struggling for size of chicken. They will give Penina a certain size and will give her double and they will be struggling with Penina. See me, I have children. This one say me, I have chicken. And until when that continued, she remained there. One day, she knew that it's this same Shiloh that God has been answering others their prayers. What is keeping my own prayer? And she got a serious mindset. That was the same Shiloh she went back with Samuel. That was the same Shiloh. Most times, we trivialize revelation. You don't understand that revelations are the keys that brings dominion to us. There was a time we went into talking about faith in God. We talked about the names of God. We talked about faith in this house. This is Mount Zion. So many of us shouted, we're blessed, recorded testimonies. And immediately after the testimonies, there was no more experience. We take the testimony, but we leave the experience. We forget that testimonies are instant. It is experience that you live by. You live by experience. You record experiences. It is encounters that you survive by. Nobody survives by testimonies. That's why people who share testimonies of financial breakthrough can still come back and share testimonies that they were broke until another one came. But if they had received the mantle of financial excellence, they, from one, they would have been producers of financial breakthroughs, not waiting for another prophetic declaration. So you leave. Testimonies can make you survive today. But if you want to pre continue, you, you only live by experience encounters. And that's what's happening. We went there, we talked about grace. Grace for breakthrough. So many things were taught. We prayed. We received answers to prayers. And then what happened? We trivialized revelations. You don't know that dominion is, is, is dependent on revelations. They are keys. They are keys. And each one of the revelations you receive provides you access to an open door. You don't realize that. Matthew chapter 16, verse 16, 19. He said, who am I? Who do you know me as? Who do people think I am? He said, they said you are liars. Some say you are Isaiah's. Some say you are one of the prophets. Who do you say I am? Which of the revelations do you have that you are trading with? What do you know about me? And then he said, you are what? You are Christ, the son of the living God. Blessed that thou, Simon, but Jonah, for flesh and blood, not revealed this to you, but the father which is in heaven. He said, now, upon this rock, I can now build my church. There is someone that has been able to obtain a revelation sufficient for the destiny that is trusting God for now. I can move now that you have the key. He said, and I will give unto you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you lose on the earth will be loosed in heaven. Whatever you open on the earth, whatever you lock on the earth will be locked in heaven. They are keys. This revelation are keys. And, they are, and the key that you have determines the open door that you assess. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. They are keys. It is the key that you have that determines the open doors that you assess. This, that's what revelation comes to do. They provide us keys and access. So most times when we receive a key, you don't understand that no matter how powerful you are, meanwhile, a key can be very little. It can just be one word. It can just be one prayer. A key is very little. It's very small. Most times, heck, you can fit a key to your pocket. You can hold a key in your hands and nobody knows that you are holding a key. But if you don't recognize that key, 
you will stand before a mighty door with all of your strength and you will not be able to gain access until you recognize that that key is what can give you access meanwhile it's very small but it can open gigantic doors you will stand before the door you will decree who I am I am this, I am that and the door will not open you will say do you know who I am do you know my father is the door does not care who you are it only has respect for keys and that is why the key that you also have access to determines the breakthroughs the dominion that you have access to you can have the key to the parlor listen to me very okay I really hope that your only need is to receive visitors because the parlor is called the sitting room when we grow up at home when my mom finds us sleeping on the cushion she will say this is called sitting room you don't lie down here. Whenever you want to lie down, go home. But go inside the bedroom. That's called bedroom. That's where you lie down on the bed. You know, because you don't want to leave the parlor. Why? Because there's nepa and TV is on. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you either watch. That's why you come and find us. We are, we, we are almost falling down. We cannot lie down. Because it's what? Sitting room. And so you start to tell us to go and sleep in the bedroom. You can have key to the parlor alone. But listen to me, the day you are hungry, that key to the parlor will not provide you with food. You need the key to the kitchen. You can have the key to the kitchen, eat all of the food in this world. But when you are pressed, you don't have the key to the convenience. You will disgrace yourself, even though you have the key to the kitchen. So you don't trivialize revelations. You pick them one by one. This is Mount Zion, you record. You wield, you wield weapon. Then these are the names of God, you record. You don't know where you'll be tomorrow and which key will be needed for your breakthrough. When you live in the present and you don't recognize of the past in terms of how God has blessed you, if you lose consciousness of how God has brought you to you will find out that you struggle a lot in destiny because when God brings revelations for us most times you might not need that revelation now when angelic assistance was brought I'm sure the people that said ah, why do I need to be told about angelic assistance we just resume they've given me money they've given me Gary they've given me everything for now we don't need angelic assistance you tell them come and fast they don't need it you know a brother said one time he said in the beginning of the semester when they want to order for things, you hear something like, give me fried rice, two portions, jollof rice, one portion, give me fish, give me moi moi, then do you have chicken? Just put it there. Towards the middle of the exam, you hear something like, do you have white rice, white rice and stew? Uh-huh. Is there fish? Oh, there's fish, there's moi moi. Don't worry about fish. Give me moi moi, give me moi moi. How much is fish? 200, how much is moi 100? Give me, uh, is there, do you have 50? Egg is fish, give me, give me egg. I love egg, it's protein. Towards exam time, you say, give me only white rice, forget about stew. So when they told you at that beginning, come and ask angelic assistance, you thought there was no need for it. You didn't know that exams will come three months later. And now exams has come. You are running around looking for help. They help, they told you, come and get. You don't trivialize revelations if you want to be a successful believer on the earth. You don't. You take it. You, you, you make custody of it. You trade with it. You, you, you hold it. And now, last Sunday, again, when God's servant, the chaplain, introduced this topic, Isaiah 11, verse 10 to 12, we are told that we are preserved for dominion upon the earth. We are told, very important, 
very important. And I just wanted to add to that this morning in the little time that we have, that life is not fun fair. Life is warfare. Destiny is not fun fair. Destiny is warfare. 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 Satan is so intentional. He's so intentional about ensuring that he does not end up in the pit of hell alone. If you read Revelation chapter 12, beginning from verse 10, the Bible says, And then the, the archangel Michael and the host of angels with him fought with, uh, the, um, he fought with the accuser, that old serpent, the dragon, and his demons and his angels with him. And then they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they kicked him out of heaven. And there was no place found for him and his angels in heaven anymore. And in verse 12, the Bible says, And then Angel Gabriel stood out, Angel Michael, pardon me, stood out and made an announcement. He said, Blessed is heaven for the accuser of the brethren, the one that accused us day and night, has been kicked down to the earth. And then he said, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth, for the accuser of the brethren has come down to you, for he knoweth that he had but a short so he's full of wrath life is warfare you don't do Christianity like you like you don't pick up revelations and go home they are weapons of warfare he said he, he knowing that he had a short time so he's coming out with great wrath Bible says in first Peter 5 verse 8 he said for the devil be, he said be well balanced the message Bible be well balanced. That means have support systems all around you. On matters of prosperity, stand well. Academic excellence, stand well. Prayer, stand well. Fasting, stand well. Be well balanced. King James says, be sober and be vigilant. For the, your adversary. The devil is not called Satan. He's, the devil is not called that old serpent. When the devil wants to be referred to a believer, he's called your adversary, guy. He's not joking with you. He's your adversary. He will use you and waste your life. He's not smiling. He's not called the Satan. He's not called anything. When the devil is referred to in the context of a believer, he's called your adversary. That's a high level of enemy name. He's called your worst enemy. That's, that's what it is. And now, I came to tell you now that he is very intentional about corrupting the systems of the world. And we are the remnants that God has saved in order to use also to counter his works. Where? In the systems of the world. We, we don't choose a battlefield. Our battlefield has chosen us already. We are in the same battlefield with Satan and his cohort. And we have the same plan. To make sure that the kingdoms of this world becomes the kingdoms of our God, according to Revelation 11 verse 15. That's the same battle. The battlefield chose us. We don't have a choice. If you doubt what I'm saying, look at the US and you look at the UK today. The Europeans brought the gospel to Africa. They brought the gospel to Africa. We 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 were we we received the gospel from the British. Nations like Libya and then is it Ghana received the gospel from the Pope, the German, the taught the gospel. This gospel that we are thanking God today is not to 200 years it came to the shores of Africa. Right now, look at those nations that brought us the gospel. The UK now on Sundays there are no services again since lockdown they do online. On Sundays now Christians are season ticket holders in Manu. 
on an early kickoff on a Sunday, like today, man, you ask Abi, nobody they go to church from 11, they go and sit down and wait. Why? So that you enter stadium on time. Nobody goes to church today. In the U.S., if you are a pastor, you don't speak against the LGBTQ community. If you want to be accepted, you don't speak. And that's why, listen to U.S. preachers online. You don't hear them say anything against lesbianism, against gay, against bisexual, against transgender, or the queer. You don't hear them. They are silent. If you say anything, they will come against you. They are the second highest sponsored community in the earth. They can waste your ministry. If you preach by mistake and you say, eh, on Monday you send out a paper and apologize. Those are the kind of nations that we have now. Currently now, in the U.S., a law is about to be passed that you don't have a child, a, a, the right to choose a gender for your child. That you cannot say your child is male or female until he or she reaches an age of 18 years where he or she now chooses his own gender. Otherwise, you are forcing a gender on him. That you might have male genitals, but choose to be a woman. So why should you force him? That's what is happening today now. You are shouting, God forbid. But some of you are seated here. The way you are fortering the purpose of Satan on this campus, when God will send you out there, that's how you will continue where you stopped. How are you defending the purposes of God here? That's what will determine if God will pick you up and send, send you to that nation in order to sustain and ensure that that kingdom comes back to the kingdom of his God. You've heard in so many companies now that you cannot rise into certain management positions if you don't bow to another God. Where are the believers? We will see from how you are behaving here. They gave you ordinary course rep. Ordinary course rep. Just to photocopy materials, 120. He said you should do it 150 for miscellaneous. Ordinary cost rate, 150 for miscellaneous. So that 30, 39 times 10 people is 300. Have you seen your life? Then they will now make mistake and give you position that they are collecting dues. Even Satan will be shocked at what you are capable of. You say, Jesus Christ. Jesus. And I say, ah. And that's why God will struggle to put believers in such positions because the last people he put there, they disappointed his counsel. I'm telling you, friends, this is what will determine where you end up tomorrow. This small thing I'm sharing with you. We are the remnant. God wants to pick us and preserve these nations. God wants to pick us and preserve these systems. In chemical engineering, God is still looking for a son there. He's still looking. He's still looking. In, the, in, 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 in law today, God is still looking for a son, a barrister that will stand. In the medical field, God is still looking for another Ben Carson that will stand. You see, you know what Ben Carson does? No matter your faith, no matter your religion, when you come to him because he's the best neurosurgeon in, in the world, working in John Hopkins. So when your case pass everybody, they bring it to him. He will tell you that one of the first conditions is that we will pray. You, I don't, if, if you like being Hindu, now only God Almighty if he save your picking. So if you are ready, he will tell them, go. Go and think about it. When you are ready to join me in praying to God Almighty, you come back. Most times some will say, I'm, me, I'm a Muslim, I cannot do it. They will go. Later, they will say, ah, go drop this your faith. If this God is the one that this guy can use to help your child, let's come back. They will now come back and say, sir, we will pray with you. 
that's what it is. I was talking to a set of computer scientists one other time. I was telling them, I said, God is still waiting for someone that will do a program, program a software and put it there. Just like you have, if you don't read and accept this what these terms and conditions, the software will not install. God is still looking for a believer that will bring so essential a software. And one of the conditions for installing it is to say, Jesus is Lord. They'll tell you, put on your microphone and confess Jesus as Lord. Otherwise, this app will not install. I want to tell you, friends, at the end of the day, everybody will come. You don't understand. That's the same weapon Satan is using. 666. Some of you are thinking that there will be something in the market. Knocking. No, 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 no. We are giving 666. No. The Bible says it is only those who can understand that is the number of a man that will know. You know that what 666 is going to be so wrapped up in essentials. The Bible says you will not be able to buy nor sell without having the number on your forehead on your palm. The Bible is trying to tell us that that number, that the same technique Satan is using. It will be so incorporated and so essential to existence that it will make sense to make to get it. It is only those who are spiritually discerning that will know that that is the number of the Antichrist. Oh heck, it will already, who knows? It might already be what we have already been taking. So friends, we are preserved. We are the agents of preservation. We are the 7,000 prophets remaining. We are the 7,000 prophets remaining. Our generation. Our generation. If you understand the language and the signs of the end time, you will know that we are in the last of the last days. We are the 7,000. That God will use and break the backbone of Jezebel. Finally, Elijah was powerful. Elijah was double anointing. None of them could break Jezebel until the third generation, Jehu. Until Jehu came. Jehu, you remember that Elisha was the one that did what? Central and anoints Jehu. Means, therefore, that he took double of Elijah's anointing plus what Elisha had to break down Jezebel. Some of us like that. We are the, con they are the conclusion of the great fathers and mothers of faith. They have wrapped up their own anointing. We have received from them. We have heard their messages. They prayed for us. They have wrapped up the anointing they received from the generation before them. From the generation before them. And they have now added it to the ones we were born with. And we are the last team, army, that will break the backbone of Satan. That's all I came to say. Rise up on your feet. That's all I came to say. That's all I came to say. My question is, will God find you? Will you be among them? That's the question. Right now, in all of your faculties and your departments, what you are doing doesn't end there. It continues outside this campus. The, the intention is that some of you, you will go to the US to study for your postgraduate, but God is sending you there for the sake of souls. Some of you will be planning to go to Germany for your MSc, but God is sending you there in order to preserve nations. You are the salt of the earth. The salt is noted for preservation. This world is decaying. This world is corrupting. Nonsense everywhere. Mama was talking and some of you could not even bring out your voice to say anything. There is hardly, even in the church, there is hardly where you do not find cohabitation again. The days are evil. I was standing with Sadev last week that he came. Standing at the junction waiting for his brother to go and get something. And we were just standing. And we discovered that in 30 minutes that we stood there, there was no boy that didn't pass and had a girl in her arms. There was none. The world has decayed. And that's because salt is missing. 
there is no means of preservation anymore. They have, they have no, even, even heck, even among believers. And that's why Satan is winning and he's proud, he's happy. And Jesus is groaning at the right hand side of the Father in intercession. Where will I find one? Where will I find one? That's why when he found Stephen, when Stephen was about to be killed, Jesus stood. That was the only one I could recognize. He was an ordinary deacon, but he sustained purposes of heaven. Jesus stood up and gave him an ovation. There is no other place in record in scripture that Christ took the seats at the right hand. Every day, Jesus' groanings is that I hope I will see one in law. I hope I will see one in education. I hope nowadays we talk about a lot about lecturers molesting students. You don't know that female students molest lecturers. You don't know. You are not aware. The few Christian lecturers among us are suffering. Are suffering from the daughters of Belial. They are suffering. You now, only girl to pass on the road. Your trouser is no more sizing you. But you want God to sustain you in academics. Where all manner. I, was, I walk around. I have an interest in education. But whenever I walk around this campus, I say, if I'm lecturing, if I will lecture, wahala go day. Because there are some clothes you won't wear into my class. No, you can't. I, I saw someone you were wearing practically pajamas, nightwear. I don't understand. Are you okay? Are you coming for a class? with this mentality. They will, God will just find one nursery school and give you a teacher collect 20,000 then you die. You won't go far with this mentality. You won't. You will just go to Ikorabasi and find one small something and just do and just number one or two. I know it's going to go one. 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 That's how you stay. Because God is, when He sustains us there, will we be able to stand? Will we be able to stand? Are we the remnants? Are we the remnants? Are we the last batch? My question is are you, are you, are you, are you, are you, are you? This is where our destiny hinges upon. This is how God is choosing men in the last days. Those that will preserve His name among the heathen nations. Let's end with Isaiah chapter 10. We'll, I will not do justice if I don't read the scripture, Isaiah 11 from verse 9. Give me from verse 9 so that you understand what I'm saying. 9 to 12. The emphasis is in verse 11. But give us from verse 9. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Isaiah chapter 11. He said, Thou shalt not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. How will this happen? How will this happen? How will this happen? How will the earth be full such that there is no space for oxygen? When waters cover the sea, there is no space for air. When air enters, there is a bubble in order to eject that air. Because what the dominion of water is a complete dominion. When water pours upon this thing, there is no atom of this material that the water will not touch. It's effective and complete. He said, that's how my children will be. Because I'll pick one drop in banking. Pick one. Drop in the finances. Someone will come with cancer to withdraw his money. Eh? But God will withdraw cancer out of the person's life. Why? Because the person at the teller is a Christian. He's a Christian. He doesn't carry his Christianity in church alone. He does not, he's not in the front seat. He takes it with him to walk. He takes him with him to walk. A politician will arise 
and will know Christ so personally that they will say bow to demon otherwise you will not rule you tell them I've already bowed to a superior God if you think I cannot rule go and try me in the spirit we are still looking for that one sign this bribe or die I'm not signing it and you can't kill me you don't make such statements you don't know where you are coming from you don't God is still looking for that medical doctor that will be able to receive supernatural wisdom from God there's something the guy has and he will tell you tomorrow that it is a gift from God it is called hand to eye coordination if you don't have it don't try brain surgery some of you, if they tell you draw a straight line, your straight line has high heels. It, God will struggle to give you a gift like that. If you don't have that gift, don't go into neurosurgery. Because the difference between life and death in the brain is just one inch, one cm. The difference between life and death. You need to have the precision to be able to cut out clearly. And Ben Carson will tell you, it's God, that is his gift from God. God is he looking for men to drop his supernatural gifts that they will be able to bring about innovations. We still have many things that are yet to be found out. The sky is still open. There are spaces for many birds to fly. There are spaces. God, these are not the days that God wants to move with one man alone. He will now be the king Kong. He will now stand and shout and say, look at me. No, these are the days that all of us are doing agents in our respective fields. When the pastor comes, he's preaching to a governor, he's preaching to a senator, he's preaching to the best doctor, the best social media enthusiast, the best graphic designer, the best financial person, the best banker. That's how God is moving in these days. The church is made up of a house of the best of the best, the cream of the top. They are not the house of the privileged. The poor will no more be found in the church. It's not that's why churches are going to education if you don't know what to do you sit down and criticize watch out one of the, the best universities now are owned by the church they are going to every rare, every realm and sphere of human existence if you don't know anything you sit down for them be shopping mouth that they are driving jets you that have been driving bike what has changed how can you preach the gospel with your bike listen to me if you drive your mercedes benz at age 29 park in a filling station give free fuel to everybody and when they ask say that brother park there then you stand out and fold like this with your gucci and versace shirt and then you stand and bring out a megaphone and say in the name of jesus they will answer amen if they don't answer tell the filling station to close i'll pay you what we're supposed to do today Evangelism is not just by walking around again. Nowadays, God will put you in a plate all by your own and lift you up and skip you as an ensign. Let me show you I'm key too much. Verse 10. How will this happen? And in that day, there shall be a root of Jesse. We shall stand. If you can give me another translation, let's understand this. It shall stand for a sign of the people. When you keep a signpost, you don't hide it. A signpost is kept taller and out of the road. He said, it shall stand as a banner a banner for the people. Nations will seek and his resting place will be glorious. It will be a reference. That's what it means. A reference. That's the last day believer. A reference. I'm telling you the sincere truth now. This is what differentiates one believer. When you leave this place, it's not only your certificates that will speak for you. It's your revelations that you've had on subject matters like this. And then verse 11. And then he said, can you help us on that day? The Lord will extend his hand a second time to recover from Assyria, from Egypt, from suffering, from curse, from darkness, from China, 
from Ikotobasi, mentioned from a gate from Ikono, everywhere that they've not accepted the coast and islands of the west, the remnants of his people who survived. Will you be among those who survived? Because the attacks and the temptation you are facing now is just to determine those that will survive. Some will fall. Will you survive? A fine girl is throwing herself at you. It's a temptation to see if you will survive. Someone is giving you have access to money that if you carry, nobody will know. It's a temptation to see if you will survive. Because that same money you are stealing today, that will be the list that you are giving people tomorrow. So whenever I have financial breakthroughs, what I watch the most is greed. How did I eat my last 10,000 naira seed? How did I eat it? Because that would determine if I will remain at 10,000 or I will move to dollars. If God gives you everything, you swallow everything. He will give you enough for you to swallow since you don't have people to give. He said, those that will survive. This is not temptation on campus. Everyone is clubbing by Friday. Everyone is partying. And you are not. And you are saying me, hey, me I'm a, I'm a cro- you are feeling bad. You are feeling bad for surviving. You don't know that that is how God will take those. He said, those that will survive. Those that will survive. Everybody's keeping relationships, illicit relationships, and you're not keeping, and you are feeling bad. It's because you don't understand scripture. You don't understand scripture. You see, men like Job say, I made a covenant with my eyes that will never behold a maiden. Just because he knew he's going somewhere in Job chapter 42, that God will bless him with double, double. So he had to preserve, be among those that will survive. Then in verse 12, now ended everything. He said, I. Help me, guys. Help me. You can go back to King James now. He will lift up a banner for the nations and gather the scattered, the scattered, the wasted, all of those that have been ignored, all of those that were abused, all of those that were not recognized, all of those that even if they didn't have a good result, it's okay. Don't worry. Are they among the survived? One day, time will come. It will be done. Are you among the survived or are you not? Did you fall on the day of your temptation? That's what will be done. I came to cry. I came to shout an alarm. I came to ring a bell. Will you be among the survivors? Lift up your voice now and tell God, I only need grace. I only want the grace. Can you stand on your feet under the sound of my voice? I need grace. It's not a day of loud prayers. It's a day of sober reflection. It's not a day of long preaching. It's a day of sober reflection. I can see some people that they are ready to pick for this message. And I'm happy for you. Because it's not everybody, it's the survive. I don't, oh God, they, one of the greatest gifts I thank God for is a hard heart. You can't move me by your shoulder. There's nothing that you can give to God that will make God change his mind. If you are not among the survive, you are not among them. Ask God, I need the grace. Can you cry? Can you look at your weaknesses? Can you look at your deficiencies? Maybe you have pride a lot. Or maybe you like the opposite sex a lot. What is that your weakness that you have? Can you look at it? Can you look at it? And for that reason, you ask God for help. Please just do that for two minutes. Can you just do that for two minutes? Can you just do that for two minutes? Only Saniyas. It's a day of sober reflection. You don't have to pray loud. Just close your eyes and speak desperately to God. Just talk with the depth of your heart to God. Talk from the depth of your heart to God. God is looking for the best in social media. God is looking for the best in photography, in graphics designing. He will make us, the army of the last days is the army of the best. It's the army of the best. The best in music. Come on now. 
the best in everything. But may you, will you stop yourself? Will you? Will you? Will you stop yourself? Will you be the one stopping yourself? Look at your exams that's come. God is looking for the survive among this in order to help them in these forthcoming exams. God is also looking for the survive. In sober reflection, can you cry to God? Is there a weakness that you tell God, take this thing away from me, otherwise it will destroy my destiny? Is there a weakness like that? Can you ask God, take this thing away from me, let it not destroy me? Is there an addiction? Is there a weakness? Oh, can you ask God? Let there be. I said it's a moment of sober reflection. Take this thing away. Let this thing not destroy me. Oh, this thing will destroy my destiny. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Please, I pray. Look at your weaknesses. Maybe you are not very smart like your mates. Look at your weaknesses. Look at your weaknesses. Look at thy weakness. And tell the Lord, give me strength in this area. That I will stay. That I will survive. Give me strength in this area. Give me strength in this area. Please, somebody pray that prayer from the depth of your heart. Lord, please give me strength in this area. This is what me I'm facing. I am alone in this struggle. I don't have a helper. But today I receive the ministry of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. Can you raise your academic material? Today is not a day of long prayer. It's a day of sober reflection. That's just what we came to do. If you didn't pray that prayer enough, if you have time when you go home, kneel down beside your bed. Ask God, this help, I want it. Let this thing not destroy me. Take it away. Just take it away. Take it away. Take it away. I've not even done anything. I'm looking for a way to be recognized. Take it away. Take it away. Where you are taking me is too far for me to allow small, small things to destroy me. One small boy. I used to talk to girls. I said, you are following a boy. You don't know whether his destiny is to be a motor packed out. And you are following him. He will not make decisions in regards to your destiny. He won't. He won't be afraid for your future. Because his own is already written off. He doesn't want to do anything serious with his life. You that want to do something serious with your life, run. Can you raise up your academic materials if you came with it like a pen? A point of contact for your exams. Can you raise it up? Let's release grace. Let's release grace now. Whatever it is you have, if you don't, whatever you came with as a point of contact, lift it to Jesus. Don't be ashamed. Come on now. Lift it to Jesus. Lift it to Jesus. Lift it to Jesus. Lift it to Jesus. And lift it to Jesus. Dedicate it to him. Before I do that, the Holy Ghost has reminded me of something again. He said we should give people an opportunity to rededicate themselves to God. So before you dedicate this to God, dedicate yourself first. Are you here and you want to be among those that will survive till the end? But the life presently is not the right life. Meanwhile, listen to me. This is not an altar call. This is not a call for salvation. This is a call for rededication. My life is yours. My life is yours. It's yours. Oh, Spirit of the living God. I'm yours. I'm yours. Oh, God. That's what I'm I'm saying, God, I give you myself. I dedicate my life to you. This life, use it in chemical engineering. Use it in media. Use it in civil engineering. Use it in architecture. Use it in whatsoever. I dedicate my life to you. I renounce Satan. I renounce friends. Before you pray over that pain or something, pray for yourself. Lift up your hand. It's a sign of surrender. Look at it. Your right hand. Your right hand. Yes, raise it like this. You are making a pledge to God. I dedicate. I said your right hand. Your right hand, raise it. I dedicate myself. Close your eyes and talk to God, guys. You are not praying for me. I'm not praying for you. Dedicate yourself. Dedicate yourself. Say, Nahandias Kumar. 
I am yours, O Lord, forever. I am yours, O Lord. I will go where you want me to go. I will say what you want me to say. I will do what you ask me to do. And what will not please you, I will not do. What will offend you, I will not do. I give myself completely to you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The Lord preserve and keep you. You will survive and remain. You will be among the remnants that God will use in our generation. That double anointing of many generations, you'll be among those that will function under that ancient mantle. That ancient unction that are multiplied over many generations and finally is about to find expression. But you'll be among them in the name of Jesus. Lift up that point of contact now. Lord, we release grace. And the hand of Scabrello can be in our hands here. Uh, 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8. I'll just decree the word of God over it. Give me 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8. And God is able. Am I speaking to someone? And God is able. Throw that material. God is able. Throw that material. If you didn't come with anything, place your hand on your head. Place it on your head. Throw that material. God is able. God is able. Can you say an amen? Oh my God. God is able. God is able to make all grace, all grace, all grace. Oh God, all grace. Not just grace for A alone. All grace. Not just grace for A in one cause. All grace. God is able to make all grace abound towards you. In the name of Jesus. That you that you mention your name that you that me covenant having sufficiency oh my god you will always know enough you always know sufficient to make your desire great i said you will write what is sufficient to make your desire great if i'm talking to someone can you say believe in amen he said that you having all sufficiency in engineering in biological sciences in physical sciences in the education faculty you will have sufficiency to spot your desired grace in the name of Jesus the Bible says may abound to every good work abound means multiply you will abound in every good work in the name of Jesus in good grace you will abound in good results you will abound in business, you will abound. In your ministry, you will abound. In your anointing, you will abound. Therefore, I decree that instrument becomes an anointed instrument for the manifestation of your heart desires. Did you hear me? The Bible says, I, My horn shalt thou exalt like the horn of a unicorn, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Then my eyes shall see my desire. It's a function of the anointing. I pray for that thing you are lifting up now. If you are not too tired to lift it up, it is the horn that will bring excellence for you in the name of Jesus. I say, it is the horn that the Lord will exalt for you in the name of Jesus. Command it to become your horn. Say my horn. The Bible says my horn shall be exalt like the horn of a unicorn. And I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Because of that anointed oil, you will see your desires in the name of Jesus. 
academically you see your desires financially you see your desires in your destiny you see your desires and all that the lord has appointed you see your desires come on if you believe shout the loudest amen you have ever shouted